so I'm drinking the best beer that you can get from a roving vendor at Camden Yards. Hmm. I don't know. I always, I always get, uh, I usually get like flying dog or something from, from Camden Yards. I feel like. Yeah. Snake dog. Oh, there you go. Howdy, it's Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, and this is episode 141 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I don't know. It's, a, you know, a normal day in America, so yeah. things are really going on on January 20th. I mean, I guess there was technically an overthrow of the government today, but it was preordained, I suppose. It was less <laughs> jarring than the last time we recorded. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the last time we recorded. Yeah, that's an interesting two-week juxtaposition. (laughs) Uh, All right, if you don't have anything good, what happened in 1941? Nucky Johnson. We're going to bookend this episode with Nucky Johnson. Not to be confused with Nucky Thompson, of course. Yeah, sorry, the end of the podcast will be about Nucky Thompson. Uh, He was indicted for income tax evasion. Uh, I think we talked about that a couple episodes ago. He was convicted in July of 1941 tax evasion in the sum of $125,000, sentenced to 10 years in prison, and a $20,000 fine. So he went into jail on, or prison, I guess, on August 11th, 1941. He ended up only serving four years of that sentence before being paroled and taking a pauper's oath to avoid paying the fine, which I just found very funny. It is very funny. So I'll link to that uh, little bit of history on the Atlantic City Free Public Library site, which is where I find all this stuff. Any thoughts on Nucky going mm. to jail? You should have saved the, uh, you know, when he was paroled for that that episode. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Four episodes for now, and we have nothing. I'm going to be like, ah. So, do, well, is we this bring big back spoilers though? Big spoilers for the Boardwalk Empire show? Yes, since I'm sure that ends well before this. I think the uh, I think the final episode, season finale, is actually him taking the pauper's oath so as not to pay the fine and then looking at the camera and winking and winking at yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, amazing uh, what else so happened in 1941 there was also a wonderful video that you so helpfully found on youtube of the miss america 1941 which was perhaps the most ridiculous video ever in that at the very beginning of the video the commentator tells us who wins thus taking away all of the suspense <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. And then he, like, takes a bunch of credit. He's like, like I told you. (laughs) The judges, with their critical eyes, survey the array of pulchritude. And sure enough, just as we said, old King Neptune crowns the winner that we predicted, Rosemary LaPlanche of Los Angeles, the queen. Her Majesty, with that royal crown and scepter, and especially those royal robes. How utterly queenly. So I, I learned a new vocabulary word from watching it when he, he said that the judges were, were, I guess, looking at their pulpertude. And I was like, that's not a word. Come on. So I looked it up and apparently it is. So I don't know. I'm seeing red red squiggles under it on this document. So, it, so apparently Google Docs disagrees. Maybe it's a lie. Pulpertude? What does it mean? Teach me. Uh, basically, it's like 
how people look more or less, I think. I looked it up before the episode. I've already forgotten, though. You just made that up with context clues. Fine. <laughs> I don't need you to search it right now. Great physical beauty and appeal. Polkritude. Mm. It was Polkritude, as Google Docs suggested. Polkritude. Polkritude. Oh, speaking of, of uh, mistakes, my dad informed me that it's postum. Postum is the drink that they had <laughs> at the Chalfante Head and Hall. I, I didn't know your dad listened to the podcast, frankly. That is the big news here. I didn't either. It's making me very nervous. And he informed me also that he's drank a lot of postum in his life. <laughs> and I just don't know what to say about that. But it's very interesting. It's like a coffee substitute. I knew it was made by Post, by the Post company, and it didn't click in my mind that it would be called Postum. I feel like that was a company that was much bigger when we were children than it is now. I feel like I haven't seen a Post cereal what? or whatever in the store in, in a while. You're not still buying Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa is Pebbles. That, is, are those are all Post? Honey Bunches of Oats. I feel like, uh, you know, General Mills ended up winning that war, and Kellogg <laughs> put Post out of business, but maybe not. What maybe about Quaker? You don't buy Cap'n Crunch? Quaker. I'm Quaker, sure. Quaker as well, yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyways. <laughs> also, yes, I, we, we found out that the robe was really what Miss America wanted. He, he brought it up twice. He's like, what they yes. really want is those, oh, those royal robes. I feel like I need to include the audio again for everyone to hear. And also the word pulchritude. Pulchritude. And the crowning was not done by Regis Philbin or whoever does it now. It was done by King Neptune. A guy in a King Neptune outfit just full-on cosplaying as King Neptune with a big scepter. I think it was actually the real one that got him. You could He was easier to book back then. That's true. And it was, you yeah. know, it was that long ago that, yeah. you know, he was still alive. Because King Neptune, totally real. Mm -hmm. 100% real. I mean, he's still alive. You oh, yeah, don't know much about gods a, if you he's think God, he's... Yes. Yeah. Uh, good point. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Atlantic City, it's on the ocean. King Neptune, Indeed. the sea. It's, it's, it's not that far... For him to travel, he just needs to hop right out and just a couple steps on the boardwalk and he can be there. They couldn't update it to like Aquaman or Neymar the Submariner. <laughs> Come on, comics nerds, be with me on this. Anyways, that's it for 1941. <laughs> did you did you book an Atlantic City trip since we talked two weeks ago? I how do you know I haven't been like three times? It's entirely possible. It is. No, but I have not booked an Atlantic City trip. Are you getting loads of offers? Uh, I've, believe me, I've been getting nothing but offers for the last nine months. So. <laughs> well, presumably not the months that they were closed. You reminded me. I, I didn't even think of this until now. So I, I promised last episode that I was going to try to do a little bit of research for the community into uh, Caesar's points. So I transferred 20,000 Caesar's points to Wyndham with the expectation I was going to transfer some back from Wyndham to Caesar's just to see if it reset my, you know, the time that you have to spend your reward credits before they expire. Mm. So first I did the transfer and it said it was going to take six to eight weeks. Oh my God. Like, That's so great. It's terrible. But anyway, they showed up like a week later in my Wyndham account and I was like, all right, I can transfer back. But when I went back to my Caesars account, the other like 1000 credits that were still in the Caesars account were gone. So they oh, did expire expired. My, my credits. But now but, you have Wyndham credits. Yeah. I saved uh, 20,000 uh, rewards credits and they're now Wyndham credits. But presumably, at some point, you can transfer those back to Caesar's. Maybe, account. unless they just would expire immediately when oh, maybe. transferred back. That's a good point. I, I doubt it's so. that sophisticated. I, I, should, I should transfer a 1,000 over to see what happens. But yes, it was quite good timing, I guess, in some way, but also bad timing for, for the podcast listeners that 
I feel like it would be a better comparison or a better data point if I still had some other points in my account, but I guess they have officially expired everyone's points that were supposed to expire last year now. You can probably book a room at the Trip, T-R-Y-P by Wyndham, down by the uh, Tropicana. The nicest hotel? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. So I got a mailer the other day, very surprising, from Resorts, a monthly booklet, which I haven't gotten from Resorts in probably over a year, if not two years. Resorts loves me, so they just send me stuff all the time. You had a pretty bad afternoon there. uh, Oh, I I had a bad afternoon basically everywhere in our last trip. AC knew you needed a break, so COVID happened. (laughs) So they are giving me seven nights a week in February. I guess they want me back. Uh, And it says that I can book them online, which I haven't tried to do, but before that you had to call, which I sort of liked calling resorts. They always had very nice operators. You could call... And they would say, like, no, there's no availability. And then you'd call, like, ten minutes later and get somebody else, and they'd be like, yeah, we've got a room. I mean, calling anyone was a better experience than calling Ocean, where you would just get the, you'd just wait forever for hours. And then you'd be like, okay, you can call me. And then they just never would. You'd put your number in for them to call you back yes. when they're available. And, and then just, they just you would not. never get a call. Right. Uh, so then March, Sunday through Friday for me. That's nothing to brag about, really. But... I know. No weekends in April. I'm still waiting for those weekends in April. Because I think by April, everybody's going to be vaccinated. We're going to be good to go. That's what I think. Back me up. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be good to go by April. You're right, Greg. As always, you're right. I think I think it's going to be better than most people listening to this now are expecting by April. Let's put it that way. But will the likes of me and you, who are probably like the absolute lowest on the vaccination list, be vaccinated? Probably not. It's going to be close, though. I think it's going to be closer than you would expect. The biggest thing for me, not for any of the listeners, is that my brother, I mean, my not my brother, my brother-in-law and his fiance work in healthcare, and so they have already been vaccinated. So I'm getting close. I'm getting, I, I have... A, how, how, how does that make you getting close? Because they can take the kids. Oh. Yeah. I didn't think of that. That's a big step. It's a big step. Uh, would they take the kids? I don't know. That is also a big part of the step. And obviously... Us actually getting vaccinated is a big part of it. Or having antibodies. I still need to get tested for that. Did Andrea ever get tested? No, she she tried and they were like, we can't take your insurance, so we can't even test you, which doesn't even make any sense to me, but whatever. That's, that's so weird. Yeah, she's I like, think... I can't I just pay out of pocket? And they were like, no. <laughs> so strange. Okay. So strange. Whatever. I have no idea. Healthcare is a strange thing. Yes, indeed. So, oh, and then at, at Harrah's, because this is what everybody cares about, I'm now getting the entire month of March comped. Ooh. So suck on that, Kyle. I know you can't match that kind of offer. I'm sure I can't, but just <laughs> in case I can, I'll check right now for oh, you yeah, and you. the listeners. I appreciate it. But still, because also no April. Nothing makes for better podcast content than silence where, while I'm navigating the Caesars website. Certainly. Nothing makes for more spite of me and my editing time. Ooh, zero tier credits, Craig. Uh, that's that hurt, hurts. That hurts. I've still got does, a whopping eight seventy four. I think it does not feel good. Eight let me tell you, dollars. I'm gonna get sack of subs. Ooh, extra peppers. I might get a pack <laughs> of gum at the Bally's lobby store. You never know. The I also get this. the whole month of March comp. Let's just check this Saturday, March twenty seventh. I want to see what rooms oh I can goodness. get in the Harrah's. All can I get? Coastal Tower, Laguna this is, Tower. This is literal torture for any listeners, by the way. Like, 
listeners are getting out drills and just drilling straight through their earbuds and like I, into their I've rooms. heard that hitting the stop button is better. No atrium suites or whatever they're called. What are they called now? I don't know. Oh, come on, Craig. What's going on with Trump Plaza? So the demolition is still on, but the auction to be the one to press the button has been canceled. It was up to $175,000, the donation. Carl Icahn, who owns the place, his people said, this is not safe. But Carl Icahn, Heart of Gold update, which I just saw now. I didn't even realize this update had happened. He said he's going to match it out of his own pocket. Heart of Gold. Truly the great philanthropist of her time. Yeah. Did you know, Craig, this is the third presidential administration we've podcasted during? Yeah, sure. That's totally believable. It's a true story. It is not believable, seeming to me, but it is true. Yeah, we've been around for a long time. Ages and ages. <laughs> Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah, which is relevant right now. The reason you bring it up is because we're talking about the Trump Plaza. Indeed. And Carl, I Carl Icahn is really what, because he was like chatting with Trump all the time at the beginning of his term, I think. They were buddy-buddy until they weren't. I, I don't know anything about that. So Iron Room, Iron Room's Facebook is now Koozie's Pizzeria Kitchen. Says it's open daily for lunch, dinner, and late night slices. You claim the website is borked, and they also advertise Bar 32 Chocolate and Cocktails opening next door, which is in the made chocolate bar space, presumably just a rebranding. So what's what's going on with, with Iron Room on, on Tennessee? Is it gone, gone, and it's now a pizza kitchen? Well, so Iron Room and Rhythm and Spirits were attached, right? Uh -huh. And so it used to be that you could make a reservation at Iron Room, but the seats were just in Rhythm and Spirits. So that's what happened mm -hmm. when Paul and I went. Uh, so we had a reservation at at Iron Room, and you just sit in Rhythm and Spirits and have that menu. So they said a while back that they're closing the Iron Room side, which during the day was just like a coffee place. And then the chef from Iron Room was focusing on the menu at Rhythm and Spirits, which is like Italian fare. So now it seems like the coffee bar portion that was the Iron Room space, very small, is now going to be this pizza place, Puzzies or Koozies or whatever. And then also in their Facebook group, they started talking about this 32, Bar 32 Chocolate and Cocktails, which I was like, that seems like a very odd concept to have right next to Made. And then I looked up the addresses and they are the same. So I don't know, I don't quite understand like why these changes happened. I mean, nothing was in iron, the iron, small iron room space, so that makes sense. But I think there might have been some confusion about like, is Made just a place to go get chocolate? When in reality, it was like, had fancy chocolate cocktails. And now this is hopefully making it more clear that it's a bar. I don't know. But it sounds like just a rebranding. But really, like, so one new addition, really, to Tennessee Avenue, which is the pizza place, and then a change of the chocolate place to a different but same chocolate place. I'm not going to lie. I'm a lot more likely to go to a pizza place than uh, probably an older iron room, so. What is your faith level? Will this be better or worse <laughs> than the Joe Rock Cafe? Oh, I... <laughs> I mean, if you go by uh, what uh, Tiffany Gambler says... Yeah. I know they love Joe Rock Cafe, but I, I have faith it's going to be much better. Probably the same price, too. Probably the same <laughs> similarly priced. It's bad when you're, like, three sheets to the wind and you're eating a giant slice of pizza, which is, like, the thing you need the most in the whole world at that exact moment. And you're like, this just isn't very good. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have paid, like, hey. $7 for this. So, so someone who is right next to the supposed pizza capital of the world, I mean, I think it probably is the pizza capital of the world, New York City. The problem with slice places is if you get like an old slice and they just throw it in the big oven for a minute, it's going to be really dry and, and crappy. 
So you can go to a place that has really good slices, but if they're not having turnover that night, you could end up with a crappy slice. So I'll give Joe Rec Cafe some credit. I think you have to go a second time. I mean, is what I'm it was like one in the morning when I went to, so yeah. that's usually probably not prime time for, you know, like <laughs> their very best right. that they're putting out. So I think Joe Rock Cafe is probably fantastic and just had an off night and we should stop. Yeah. Tiffany Gamble wouldn't wouldn't lead us astray. She would not. That's Longtime listener and commenter. That's true. Gamble. Uh, anything else about the Tennessee? I miss Tennessee Avenue. I miss the Orange Loop. I know. I, I, I know. It's, it's so good. I wish I was there right now. <sighs> Anyways, we'll never go again. So it doesn't matter. It's just sad to even talk about. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are going to be happy because it's time to talk about the data. The reason you're all here. December 2020 and also full year 2020 data has come out, but not the profitability data, just the revenue. What are the big standouts? So starting with December, sort of what we expected, a lot of big negative numbers. December, not as terrible as November, but still pretty, pretty bad. (laughs) I mean, Bally's minus 45%. (laughs) Harris minus 52%, 52.7. Like those are atrocious, atrocious numbers. You do have hard rock up 1.6% year over year. I don't know how that happens. And our, our previous always up year over year of ocean was down 8.83%. Hugely disappointing after their previous run of form. And then everybody else is in like the twenties and forties. So I don't know if anything like really stands out. I think it probably stands out that there were no just like five million dollar really bad like bally's november 2020 6.2 million dollar months so that's yeah, good yeah no, i mean they had 7.0 like let's not talk about that like it's amazing resort 7.1 7.2 like that's also really bad if we're being honest <laughs> <laughs> if we're not fooling ourselves no it's it's pretty bad you know gold nugget with eight also very very bad but um you know, at least Golden Mugget like, has that all that uh, sweet, sweet online revenue to fall back on. Yeah. I mean, I just think, especially with New Year's, with between Christmas and New Year's, like people want to drink and people want to drink after 10 p.m. I can't really do that. <laughs> and so that makes it hard. I did see, yeah. I think it was in the Everything AC Casinos group, somebody saying that they brought their own drink to and were drinking at a slot machine after 10 p.m. And the security came and were like, you can't do that. And so she went to the bathroom and chugged it in the bathroom. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that answers that question. Can you just bring your own booze even though they're not serving it? Apparently no. Apparently no. Oh, you can bring it. You just can't drink it after 10 p.m.? Yeah, unless you go up to your room, which sucks. That's what I want. Just go at AC, 10 o'clock hits, straight up to the room. Indeed. I mean, I'd probably be going straight up to the room to, you know, vomit or <laughs> something like that anyway. So it really doesn't change my routine all that much. You probably wouldn't be vomiting. but yeah, That's probably true. <laughs> There would be, there would be a transaction. <laughs> a transaction. Yes. yes. Let's call it that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any reason to really talk about Q4. No, I don't think so. So just talk about 2020. Yeah. Obviously the, the standouts, Ocean only down 15% when there were three and a half months that the casinos were closed in 2020, which is pretty incredible. And then uh, on the other end of the spectrum, both uh, Borgata and Golden Nugget were down over 50%, which is also pretty incredible, but not for as a good of a reason as <laughs> yeah. Ocean. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the numbers are what they've kind of been all year. Ocean Hard Rock had, had a very good year. Uh, Borgata Golden Nugget had a very bad year and kind of everyone else had a moderately bad year, I guess. Or just a bad year. Yeah, I mean, every, so everybody's in the 40s and 50s down year over year from mm-hmm. 20, 20, 2019. I can't talk but, tonight. 
yep, three and a, three and a half months were zero. Yeah, except Hard Rock down thirty percent and Ocean down fifteen percent, half half of second. Mm-hmm. Ocean really, it can't be. I know it sounds bad, like minus fifteen percent any other year, you'd be like, oh, it's awful, but it's truly amazing. That's an incredible number, and it must be said about Borgata specifically. Their their Q four was actually pretty decent, so. Um, you know, I think they, it seems like they had weakness. Obviously they, they opened up very late in July compared to all the other casinos, but you know, their Q3 was, was pretty disastrous because of, of that. But Q4 has been much better for Borgata. So hopefully they will be more back to normal-ish next year. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's almost kind of surprising how, almost kind of surprising, really committing (laughs) how grouped together everyone else is. I mean, it is the Craig Stone way. Yeah. 44 to 52% basically is where everybody else is in that group. Like, that's a pretty small grouping, but, I mean, it makes sense because you're talking about an issue that affects everyone and should kind of affect everyone the same. Yep. Um, although, you know, we don't really know how high rollers affect certain things, you know, if a casino is more reliant on high roller players, well, I mean, are those high rollers coming back or not? Like, those, those kinds of things do change it, but it, for the most part, everybody's kind of been affected the same, except somehow Hard Rock and Ocean have done better than everyone else. Yeah. Which is good for them. I mean, certainly being the newer kids on the block. It's yeah. How much of that do you think just has to do with being the newer kids on the block? Uh, some of it, but not all of it. I think. I mean, certainly Ocean. I think it's it's gone beyond that, and they have won a lot of players kind of throughout the year that the other casinos haven't been winning. And it's true for Hard Rock as well. But it's certainly not the whole thing. I mean, in some way, Bally's is sort of a new kid on the block now. Kind of. Yeah, except I mean, the booking is still through Caesar's yeah, website. The website is still. I don't fully on understand website. what's what's going on there. To to tell you the truth, but. so the sale is finalized. The sale went through in November. That's done. Uh huh. So I'm assuming it's just like part of the sale deal was like Caesar's will still manage the bookings and stuff for some amount of time. But it seems very odd. It is odd. It is odd. And also, you still can't book Tropicana through Caesar's website. So like, let's get all that sorted mm-hmm. out. Let's get the actual sites. Like, actual people. I mean, I'm assuming if you go to Bally's, you still are putting a Caesar's Rewards card into the machine. It seems that's all this work. <laughs> it's very weird. I don't know. If only we were going, we yeah. would know. Yeah, like, what? so what happens, your play at Bally's, does that then count for both your Caesar's play, like your Caesar's entertainment play, but also your, like, Bally's Corporation future play? probably like i don't it seems all very strange and confusing it is very strange i can't explain it if i'm sure one of our listeners who actually goes to atlantic city unlike <laughs> us lame people probably can give us a bit more of a rundown of that so if anyone's so inclined just reply to one of craig's posts either on facebook or twitter let us know what seems to be going on there we could be but it, it seems strange to me real journalists and reach out to bally's corporation for comment no, that's not what we do. They wouldn't reply. I mean, we don't know that. They might actually reply. <laughs> yes, indeed. Bally's Incorporated. Kids Incorporated. <laughs> Disney Channel show. That's great. Anyway, if you would like to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for win.com. Greg, when's the last time you checked the uh, Google form? Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Haskin and send Craig some questions to do for win at gmail.com. When's the last time we got a question? It's been a while. Ah, come on guys. <laughs> you need to send us some questions. Uh, I got, we got a comment from Jim H I think. 
saying that there's a pilot of a show that was set in Atlantic City and even mentioned Route 40. But I think Ooh. it was from like 2019, so I don't think it got picked up. Yeah. But I wore my my Route 40, and I, when he says mentioned Route 40, I assume he means the road and not no, the no. journalism no, company. I think mentioned. I think he said mentioned Route 40 as in the site. The road? That's the website. <laughs> Friends That's of weird. the podcast Route 40. Yeah, yeah. No, Bill and Eleanor. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. No new responses on the t-shirt form anyway. Ah, oh, thank goodness. We have not let anyone down. <laughs> thank goodness. We haven't sold any shirts. Indeed. <laughs> I would hate to break even on that endeavor that we have. No, I mean, that ship has sailed. We could sell every shirt and we wouldn't break even on that. Oh, no, that's not true. We would be down a few bucks on shipping, I think. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the best businessman to begin with, but that's fine. You know, <laughs> lessons learned. Anyway, Boardwalk Empire. It's the opening of, of the episode, and we get to see the beautiful Port of Hoboken, where you live, and all the Feeney's Irish oats that were coming in on the boat. It definitely oats. <laughs> Absolutely. Hoboken as gorgeous then as it is now. Indeed, indeed. One of the classiest places. The Irish whiskey that Nucky has brought back from Ireland is, uh, oh, Jimmy even says it's it's flooding the town. It might not have been Jimmy. It might have been like Meyer Lansky or someone. But what's his name? The Irish guy is is making some sales to, to hotels so that Jimmy and his crew cannot sell any of their terrible cut American government whiskey. The strike is ongoing with all of the black workers in on the boardwalk. Uh, Jimmy tries to meet with Chalky and it doesn't really go well. They try to send in a group to beat up all the striking workers, and that doesn't go terribly well either. The U.S. attorney that is in town has arrested Eli and wants him to testify against Nucky. And kind of the last thing we see in that is just Eli smoking in a jail cell, kind of thinking everything through. And then the ending, Doyle goes to Philly to, to meet with Manny, and it doesn't go super well for Doyle. Uh, he gets the information, I guess, choked out of him of to where Jimmy lives, because... Manny is not terribly happy about being shot. And so Manny goes to Jimmy's house and shoots his wife and lesbian lover to, or her lesbian lover to death. And that is how the episode ends. Yeah, quite shocking. Went looking yeah. for Jimmy, grabs grabs Jimmy's wife out of bed and assumes that it's Jimmy in the shower, shoots whoever opens the door, and nope, not Jimmy. Not. The lady from the beach in the too short skirt. And, and may, may that be a lesson to you. You should not wear inappropriate clothing on the beach. Or you will be shot by a very angry Jewish butcher. <laughs> it's like the very adult version of if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> like, the, just the parlaying of events all the way to getting shot. That's, I mean, it was inevitable, though, from that moment, I think. It was the only way this could have ended. Yeah. Oh, boy. The butterfly effect or something. I don't know if that <laughs> even applies. All right. Yeah, quite a shock at the end. I, at the yeah. end of that episode, like... I did not see Jimmy's wife getting getting killed but there we have it they really like made you sort of wait and wonder if if, if she was, was gonna get killed gonna or do not it. and oh he did it oh yeah. yeah he did it um so manny the butcher not a good man to to mess with shocking ending seems like basically everybody's questioning jimmy on all fronts and maybe even jimmy's questioning jimmy jimmy presumably he's gonna come home now and see like oh boy i mean i Shit, think he will find out about it before he gets home but who knows yeah, he's off. He's off selling, trying to sell his boobs and <laughs> boobs. Sell his boobs and <laughs> oh boy, where did he go? I can't even remember. Not to Philly, right? 
He was in Princeton, I think. Oh, yes, at the he end went of the to episode. Princeton. So there was sort of the like irony of, you know, he was going to go to Princeton and didn't. Now he's in Princeton. Indeed. Indeed. Well, his wife lays dead on the floor. Poor little uh, Tommy. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. He got he's slapped, man. Teddy. Not. No, no, no. What's Jimmy's son's name? Who's not going to have a good life now? Oh, yeah, Tommy. Tommy? I think it's Tommy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Teddy also, like, that's oh, yeah. Margaret's kid. I mean, that was that was not undeserved. No, no, I've never, I don't think I've ever related to a parent as much as, like, I mean, not actually slapping, but just being like, oh, I want to slap you. <laughs> so that was understandable in 1930. But you probably could slap your cat. We found out that even Teddy knows Ty Cobb is a bad man. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I did like that Margaret tried to bribe God. Indeed, and it, it did not work. I've read a lot of theological texts in my day, and they are all pretty clear that bribing God is a good way to get ahead. So, <laughs> so this was surprising. That yeah, was very surprising. One thing you didn't mention is the uh, divorce letter from Van Alden's wife. Oh, was good. Please attend to this as soon as your activities allow. So good. <laughs> the, the most Van Alden or Van Alden's wife thing possible. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was like, uh, you know, she was uh, being passive aggressive. Yeah, it was another cut at, you know, what his activities were out there. But he did it. He did it for for her. That's as true. he said. He did it for her. Van Alden, man. And his... Some more stuff's going to happen to him, I think, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so Nucky's back on top, though. Like, that's all it took now. It's already like it took like three we'll, episodes. We'll see what happens. I assume that Jimmy's going to go off the rails a bit. But uh, yeah, he seems like he's got that in him for sure. It's probably not going to end super well for Minnie the Butcher, despite him being a badass. Oh, that's true. Jimmy that's Jimmy will brutally kill a lot of people. We've yeah. seen that, certainly. Including Manny the Butcher, I think. Yeah, he d- doesn't we'll, really we'll hesitate. You, it's weird, because you've see, seen sort of his, like, trying to be diplomatic. Yeah. With the race relations stuff, with the strike, trying to be yeah, diplomatic. Asking them to give the 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 employees a raise. Yeah. Did not go over well. Yeah. As the Commodore put it so succinctly. Yes. Yeah, oh boy. And uh, so we're this weird sort of juxtaposition between uh, I'm using that word a lot between him trying to be very like diplomatic, but also, you know, his crazy temper where he'll just like slit somebody's throat without thinking about it. So it could. I, I'm guessing we've seen the attempt at diplomacy and now we get the slitting of the throats. It's going to be a bad bedtime for a lot of people, but we'll see what happens. Two two episodes left, I believe, in the season. Yep. Interesting. Seems like I, got, I think Eli's got to die at some point. He's just too much of a liability. Eli is, yeah, and I feel like his character's kind of run its course, right? Like, yeah. you're not going to get a whole lot more out of Eli, so. I don't know if he's making it to season three. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, anything else? We'll see, see what happens between uh, Margaret and Nucky, too. Seems interesting, given uh, everything Margaret's going through. Yeah, although Nucky seems to be trying to be sort of a father, for real. Uh, he he is does seem to be, you know, putting in at least a token effort, so we'll see. <laughs> That's all I ask, token effort. <laughs> that's all you can hope for <laughs> yeah anyway thank you guys very much for listening and and we'll be back again in another couple weeks uh hopefully with a more succinct and to the point episode for y'all <laughs> it won't be and, and i'm sure it won't be do not get your hopes up talk to you soon You're lucky that we're even doing this because I watched the Miss America 1941 video before this. And you could have just started fapping to the royal dress. (laughs) It was questionable whether or not I was going to make it. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
pulpritude? Pulpritude. 